From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Covens. This week on the program, we feature beloved world-weary troubadour, Harlan T. Bobo. We'll hear a live performance captured at the Levitt Shell in Memphis, Tennessee, and later in the program, we get to sit down and catch up with Harlan. Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis will be with us to deliver an installment of the Blues Hall of Fame, an exploration of the lives of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame here in Memphis, Tennessee, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caribbean. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. Harlan T. Bobo first showed up on the scene as a supporting member of several cool bands around town in the 90s. Over time, he began testing his own wings, and before you know it, Harlan T. Bobo was one of the brightest stars on the scene. Not only did this relative unknown with his weary, whiskey-soaked voice display a gift for writing heart-wrenching, romantic, and often autobiographical songs, but he also had this amazing knack for showmanship. Harlan, a carpenter by trade, would build elaborate sets and props for his shows. He'd play songs wearing stilts. Some shows he'd wear angel wings that actually moved. And it was all like somehow very understated and just right. Impressively, it never overpowered the music. And Memphians knew they had something very special on their hands. His 2005 debut, Too Much Love, was released by Memphis label Goner Records. Subsequent recordings and tours cemented Harlan's appeal. And soon Harlan was working with other artists. He was doing arrangements and he eventually started scoring for television and film. Then poof, he vanished. No, not really. The man who wrote all the grown-up songs about heartbreak fell in love with a girl from Perpignan, France. He moved overseas and started a family a little over five years ago. But he's been splitting time lately, and he's got a new record to show for it. It's titled A History of Violence. And he's got a new band behind him, dubbed The Psychotic Lovers. And what better homecoming can a Memphis artist have than the stage at the Levitt Shell in Overton Park in Midtown Memphis? Here's Harlan T. Bobo live on Bill Street Caravan. Through a thing, 
Acted on the telephone. I'm lonely, I love you, I'm all alone. Back with all my body, she criticized my sex. Found out I've been living, she had all my spirits. She crawled through the window, she got inside my bed, she said.
wish we wanted to fare. He said I fed it too much, I said he didn't feed it enough either way, the damn thing died. That boy's gonna suffer, no, he's suffering enough. He makes him all suffer from all his land of fire. Did you know I loved you? To know I loved you, we were the sun. And if it's more than blackness, there's a reading of my life. I'm sentenced to haunt this house that we are falling in tonight. The waiters from the garden with linens on the line. Like a ghost in a movie, I don't say I'm all. Oh, I loved you. We were the sun.
There's somewhere getting drunk When you get back home You find me sleeping And you know how much I care You're just too lie in our bed But just to see a thing that changed I make you believe that you and me are here at all. Straight wage man, woo, I sent it. 
That was Harlan T. Bobo live on Beale Street Caravan. We'll be back with more music from Harlan in just a bit. Up next, Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis takes us through the life histories of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. This segment is brought to you by the Blues Foundation and is also available as a standalone podcast through iTunes. Alberta Hunter sat across the hospital room from my bed. She looked old, slender, and positively vital. She wore her hair straightened and tied up in a braided crown. Gold hoop earrings matched her thin gold bracelets that jingled as she pointed a long red fingernail at me. I've never had no blues about no man in my life, honey, Alberta said. She sat relaxed, her legs crossed, her eyes twinkling. And I've seen them all, she chuckled. Indeed, as I'd find out. In Memphis, W.C. Handy marched past her house on Beale Street. In Chicago, she sang in a gangster cabaret with King Oliver and Louis Armstrong backing her up. In New York, she sang on records with Fats Waller behind her. In London, she shared the stage every night for a year with Paul Robeson. Alberta even performed during Britain's celebration for the coronation of King George VI. And then she walked away from it exited stage right, left no forwarding address. For the next 17 years, she worked as a nurse in this hospital and scarcely spoke of her previous life. That's what she was doing in my room, on her night off, no less. I'd gotten rushed to the hospital a few days back with a burst appendix. I woke up from surgery and saw this little old lady in neatly starched whites beside the bed. And when she hummed a tune, she swung like a whole band. I told her how I dig the blues, she chuckled. Alberta took special care of her patients. She kept everyone on clean, dry sheets in clean, fresh clothes. She snuck us extra food and Coca-Colas. One night, I raged with fever, and she smuggled in an old remedy. She crushed up jimson weed and peach tree leaves, mixed them with vinegar in a sink, she soaked a handkerchief in it and laid that across my eyes. It smelled like socks, but Alberta's cool touch and attention settled me down. My grandmother cured my headache with this, Alberta said. She bathed me in a zinc washtub and traced the three moles on my foot. She told my mama, this one's a wanderer. That was the first I'd heard of Alberta's life. 
she had me hooked. Come on up some night, my castle's rocking. You can bust your... No modern medicine or ancient superstition made me feel better than listening to her. I soon figured out I had a legend on my ward. One sunny afternoon in Chicago, young Alberta went for a drive with a piano player named Lovey Austin. Lovey was a take-charge kind of person. She had escaped from Tennessee and totally remade herself in Chicago, renamed herself and everything. Now she led her own band. Lovey had men working for her. Lovey had the interior of her car upholstered in leopard skin to match her riding clothes. Alberta never learned to drive, and Lovey drove like she hadn't been taught. Lovey clasped a cigarette between her teeth, sat back cool and calm, and flew. Alberta got nervous and started singing, making up words to put her mind somewhere else. Gee, but it's hard to love someone when that someone don't love you. I'm so disgusted, heartbroken too. I got the downhearted blues. Lovey said, oh, that's wonderful, honey. So Alberta tossed out another rhyme. Got the world in the jug, stopper in my hand. And if you want me, you must come under my command. Now that line had to be written by a woman who never got the blues from a man. Downhearted Blues officially was Alberta and Lovey's, but it became a classic thanks to another lady from Tennessee. The song practically made Bessie Smith. Back in the hospital room, Alberta said, I laugh when I read these little books about the blues. I don't recall seeing them blind boys with the guitars up on stage with me in Oslo or Stockholm. She began to trail off her heightened effect. Copenhagen, London, the Palladium, Paris, Cairo. Maybe I'm just getting old. I was back in the 20s and 30s, baby. <sighs> I didn't see them white boys with me on Broadway. That's why I sang the blues. I never heard of any of them until these little white boys started writing the history of the blues. I asked her if she deserved a bigger part. I've been under too much scrutiny in my life, baby. It ain't worth it. My privacy means everything. As my days in the hospital wore on and our conversation deepened, I figured out why she had never had the blues about a man. Her first true love was named Lottie. They met in Chicago at one of those all-night cabarets with Louis Armstrong and King Oliver blowing. Lottie invited Alberta to visit her in New York and jotted down the address. Alberta soon showed up at Lottie's home. The place was a mansion, probably the biggest in Harlem. Alberta marched up to ring the bell. The front door opened, and there stood Lottie's uncle, Bert Williams, only the most famous black entertainer in the world. Lottie here? Alberta asked. Mr. Williams walked away without speaking, but left the door open a crack. It all happened fast, like real, true love. Alberta and Lottie bought an apartment together on 148th Street up Sugar Hill. To make it official, the last thing Alberta needed to do was tell her mama. Mama, Miss Laura, had no real problems with people living differently. Miss Laura used to work in Memphis on Gayoso Street washing clothes in a body house. She said everything she knew about manners and social nicety came from those sporting women. Miss Laura didn't judge. 
until she got to Sugar Hill. Miss Laura barely took one step into her daughter's apartment. She had traveled by train from Chicago, but saw Lottie and turned right back around. I don't like New York, she told Alberta. But Miss Laura soon came back for good. Her husband died, leaving her without a provider. She needed me, and I made enough money to take care of her, Alberta said. Looking after Mama meant I had no choice but to live my life on the go. We already faced discrimination from being black, then our family's disapproval. I couldn't portray my true self on stage. There was no escape. The secret kept me on the run. I got a mind to ramble, ooh, but I don't know where to go. No man ever gave Alberta the blues, but still, she had them. She and Lottie obtained passports and set sail across the Atlantic. Their old friend, Bricktop, from the early nights in Chicago, set up a club in Paris. Brick came from West Virginia and could be as crude and dirty as an old coal miner, Alberta told me. Brick would call from the street into my window, what you witches doing up there? Except she didn't say witches. Not only did French people worship blacks, but our private life was nothing to hide. In Paris, we took on the flavor of Paris. We felt at ease in cafe society as well as in the joints where the waitresses picked up their tips without using their hands. Alberta corresponded with all the black papers to describe the race situation throughout the world for folks back home. She leaked back word of a romance, an engagement to a baron. I asked her about him. A total fabrication, honey. We needed a divorce in the background to keep people from talking. Being engaged to a fairy tale prince did the same thing without hurting anyone. Just a little slickology. The only problem she and Lottie faced was that no one on the continent knew how to do black hair. That was the only problem until Hitler came. The U.S. government required its citizens on temporary work visas to return to America. Bricktop barely got out before France fell to the Nazis. Their friend Josephine Baker stayed and joined the underground resistance. Alberta did the next best thing. She signed on with the USO. She spent much of the next decade until the end of the Korean War, flying from battle zone to battle zone, strapped to a parachute in a bumpy, noisy troop transport. She gave the boys her all, or her almost, anyway. Some nights, she stepped on stage in freezing temperatures, soldiers holding their flashlights to illuminate her. She wore her tightest, most shimmering gown, no overcoat and nothing underneath. Everyone sacrificed in the war, she laughed. Those boys might get killed the next day. Not long after she returned to New York for good, Miss Laura passed away. When she died, I could finally live how I always wanted, settle down to regular life with my loved ones. Alberta's generosity and trust lifted my spirit even as the pain and swelling in my abdomen got worse and my temperature jumped and dropped. She never once asked me to keep quiet. Didn't she know I could turn the spotlight back on her? Tell the world she was a star? Share her true story? Finally, I had to ask, are you worried I'm going to get out of here and tell your secret? 
She looked at me with pity. I said, I mean, that's your deathbed confession. She said, yeah, honey, but this ain't my deathbed. Look what the sun has done to me. It seems there's no more fun to me. Why must all the boys act so shy? I have guessed the reason why. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. Street Caravan has been bringing the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the musicians who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. Again, it's iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Tourism, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, we're featuring Memphis artist Harlan T. Bobo on this week's program. So we mentioned earlier how Harlan left the Bluff City a few years back and how he's resided in France with his young family for the past few years. Attempts at a follow-up to 2010's Sucker, also released on the Garner label, proved fruitless. So Harlan came back home for a spell and cut with longtime friend and musical cohort, producer Doug Easley, and a wrecking crew of local players. The result is an album called A History of Violence, another Garner release. It features Harlan's warm, familiar, weathered voice front and center and songwriting we think our listeners are going to love. We'll kick off the second half of the show with a performance of one of the songs from the record. Here's Harlan T. Bobo live on Beale Street Caravan. Still the skies taking comfort. Fills, bills, countless miles to feed. These gummer hounds until they bled, stay in bed. Perfect human beings. Stood by his wrecking cars, you fell in love. 
Drop. 
Thanks a lot for doing this. No so your live shows are usually known for you know being pretty theatrical and outrageous, but uh, the, the concert <laughs> you're getting ready to do right now looks like it's going to be a lot more stripped down. Is that reflecting the music on the record, or are you just kind of outgrown that? Because I'm living in France, I come here and I have a week rehearsal with the band, and those shows took months to put together. So I'm trying next year to come back where I can just do one theater, you know, freakout show. Do you think of the theatrical pieces when you do the music? I mean, do you already have something you would do with this? Well, this one, I'm slowly making videos for all the songs and try to hopefully turn them all into a, like a short movie. Sure. But this record especially, I wrote a story and was drawing pictures before I wrote the record. Okay. And I sort of wrote the record around that, this character, this guy. Yeah, didn't you say at one point you were going uh, to, I think you told I was going to call it Hector. And you were going to do a graphic novel or something like that? Well, yeah, until somebody, first somebody told me, do you know about the movie called History of Violence? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I, I, I tried to change the name of the record. I just said, no, I have to keep that. And, I put it. and then he said, did you know it was based on a graphic novel? <laughs> I said, okay, I'm not going to do that. So for you, the music and the visual are very, it sounds like they're very intertwined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put way more effort than is people really care about to making the records a story for me. One, it helps me write, it helps me sort of get different moods in the, in the record. And I know people don't really sit down and put on a record and just listen to the story of the record, especially now, you know. But I guess that's how I like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so in your words, I guess, how would you say the story of this record is? I know it's probably a little less autobiographical. It's, well, I took, yeah, I took a lot of what was going on in reality and put it into a sort of story because because I wanted to address the first thing is I wanted to address aggression and violence and it just seemed that if I did them in more sort of folk songy really intimate stuff it would be just 
hard to listen to, way too heavy. So I made things more dramatic, a little more theatrical in the music, and uh, more more stories. So just yeah, to make it palatable, I made it just a little more ridiculous in its um, drama. I know a lot of your thinking about aggression in the world. I know some of it's come, you know, out of your relationship and, and raising your son and watching yeah. him obviously deal with the aggression of childhood and stuff like that. I'm also wondering if, if just the general, what's going on in the world. Well, you know, lots of stuff was written before Trump took office. And it just, it's seeming more and more um, of the times than whatever, you know, every day. I was genetically a peacenik. You know, and when I was a kid, Martin Luther King and Gandhi, and those were all my heroes, and and I was horrified by by violence, and I didn't understand it. Tell me about the band. Ah, uh, it's my dream band. Yeah. Jeff Balk, the drummer, and Brendan Spangler. We were in Feeble American Death Ray for God knows how long. Yeah. Bunny, uh, Jeff Dutton, the guitar player. Me and him were in a band called the Fuzz. And Steve Sutherland plays bass on this record. He was in the fuzz too, but Frank's filling in for him. Uh, Steve's out of town as usual. And uh, no, I love this band. I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, Steve obviously is the son of Sid Sutherland, who yeah. founded Mill Street Caravan. Oh really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he was the original producer um, on the show and, and ran it for a lot of years. Obviously, Steve's best known for playing guitar with Hold Steady. You put him on bass. I like Bunny on guitar for this stuff. Bunny okay. is uncontrollable. He doesn't really play guitar like a guitar player. Uh -huh. Steve very much plays guitar like a guitar player. Uh -huh. He's great, so. Awesome. He's a great bass player. So tell me about your life in France, because when you say that you live in a building with gypsies, it sounds like you live in a Harlan Z. Bobo song. Perpignan is, they say it's half Gitan, half gypsy. I don't know if that's true. There's a big, big quarter that's all gypsy, and all the, every, little spot of land outside of the city has places for the gypsies to come in the summer with like they have electricity and and plumbing and um so it's really it's sort of a border town kind of thing so it's you know it's just like i said i say it's aggressive it's it's not violent like memphis you know you're not gonna get a bullet in the butt you know and nobody's gonna stab you but it's just sort of a constant um, macho one-upmanship, and then just listen to people fighting and screaming all the time. And, um, you tried to make history of violence in France at first? But I did. I have a band that I was touring with, and it really worked well doing the old Harlan stuff, but this record, I more had these guys in mind, and it's just a very different kind of band. So it's just, we tried recording, and it's, uh, you know, they're more into the country and a little more straight and a little less rock and roll. And I just, it just didn't turn out right. So we came here and we, we had two rehearsals and basic tracks in a day, I think. And it was there. You know. So, I mean, you're not from Memphis. No, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. I moved to Memphis 22 years ago. And so, I mean, do you consider this home now at this point? Yeah, this is my, I mean, all my friends are here. I mean, you know, the, my, so peak adult years are here. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes you're living like two lives, like you're a carpenter in France raising yeah. your son, and then you come back to the States and you're a rock star. It's uh, <laughs> an exaggeration, but yeah. Um, it's, I feel like I'm in limbo when I'm in France. Yeah. You know, the language is difficult for me. I don't, because I'm living hand to mouth, because I've taken care of my child, I don't really have friends. I have a few friends, but 
don't get out to see him much. And it's just a, just very different. It's a lyrically hard record, a bit harder than the other stuff. I actually did some research on this one. I've never done that before. Huh. At Ghost in Movies, I was researching domestic abuse and stuff. And I don't know. It did, it did inform the song a little bit. I understand you told someone you, you have a, as far as songwriting, you have a blank slate now. You don't have any yeah. little fragments or anything like that. <clears throat> I've got another record that's... It's just a record of folk, me and a guitar in this old studio. I did a bunch of all the folk songs I've written over the years and never put on records. And uh, God is, they want to put it out. I don't advise it, but uh, they're going to do that. So that'll come out next year. Okay. And that's, yeah, I'm going to go, start, go home and start a fresh record for these guys to play. Awesome. I think that went good. All right. Thanks, man. Here's more from Harlan T. Bobo, live on Beale Street Caravan. I won't go to heaven, won't go to hell when I die, when I die, I feel no more pain, won't care if a damn will lift your life, when I die, when I'm dead, I need no possessions, have no obsessions to hide, when I'm dead. I'll be decomposing, no need for knowing your mind. When I die, you can dress all in black. When I die, I'm not coming back. Say that I'm gone, do what you want. Don't act like I'm dead till I'm gone. When I'm dead, I will go long You love this song To remember me by When I'm dead You can tell everyone You wrote the song They remember me by When I die You can dress up in red When I die Forget all that I said Yeah, that I'm gone Do what you want Don't act like I'm dead till I'm gone We didn't have time Could you make up your mind When I die After life I finally quit smoking What's broke stays broken Life. You exposed all my secrets. I kept a few secrets alive. Afterlife, did I tell you I loved you? Did I tell you I loved you in time? When I die, you could dress up and laugh. When I die, well, I'm not coming back. Hear yeah, that I'm gone. Do what you want. Don't
Thank you very much, Dad.
turn off the phone, lock the door, or find it by myself. I can do it now. I can do it. I can do it, but I don't feel it at all. I think I'll make a call. You going out tonight? Well, right, I'm too nervous to work. I need some light. Go round, go round, go round, go round. It doesn't matter. It ain't no fun. It ain't no Alright, fun is fun, get out of my house. Fun is fun, man, get out of my house. I got work to do. I got work to do. I'm serious now. Thank you very much. That was Harlan T. Bobo live on Beale Street Caravan. 
To learn more about Harlan, go to GonnerRecords.com or check out his Bandcamp page. You can find his newest release at all the usual outlets, and you can order vinyl directly from Garner Records. You can also go to HarlanTBobo.WixSite.com. Be sure to check out his tour dates. He may be coming to a venue near you soon. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public radio. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week. So until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm-hmm.